0: Folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Bucks of America podcast. I am your host, Jeff Vance, and today we are at the Mission 12 here at Antler Archers here in Wisconsin Rapids. Now, today's guests are going to be from the Veteran Archery Project here. and They actually drove all the way up to Tennessee here. We're actually going to get a chance to listen to their story and how they all came together, how they found each other, how they use each other as a support group to... Continue growing as an individual, but also as a, as a uh, well-rounded human being or with everybody in society here. So I have Luke, we have David, we have Chris. So why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself? So Luke, why don't you go ahead and start? Uh, my name's Luke Dill and I've worked with Dave a
1: few years ago in the army and we've just, uh, found out we've got that passion, the common passion of archery. And yeah. that was one of the bonds that kept us hang
2: out. All right. Yeah. yeah so David Marks, um, The founder of the veteran archery project um as luke was saying and we met on a a team together um kind of hit it off at the time we were the only two christians on the team so that was a little bit interesting so we had kind of a little bit instant bond there i think um and then as i left the team and started kind of transitioning out of the military i retired um this year okay um yeah, he and I just kind of stayed in contact and, you know, through archery and then, you know, our love for Christ, mm-hmm. you know, really kind of kept us together. So that's, it's
0: kind of who I am, I guess. That's fantastic. Thank you, David. So, Chris, why don't you give us a little breakdown about yourself as well? Uh, Chris Watts, um,
3: I met these two guys in, uh, in a Bible study on a Saturday. Okay. Um, and just been with them ever since.
0: That's awesome. then. so at least that's how it led to you guys incorporating. Assuming you guys all, you, I know you two served, and you you served as well, firefighter. Oh, firefighter. Okay. Yeah. So the, hey, everybody, everything, everything counts. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. excellent. So excellent. that's pretty cool. Then. So David, why don't you give us a little break? Like, what's created? Like, what was the inspiration to create Veterans Archery Project?
2: All right. Well. All right. This is going to be a little long winded. I'll try to give you the medium version of this. How, no, much, how much
0: time do we have? You is you. You're the one that has to drive Tennessee. Okay. All right.
2: Well, I don't. I'm, Yeah. All right. Never mind. We'll just. Um. Yeah. So last year in 2020, in February, I went on a veterans hunt um, down Mm -hmm. in Texas with an organization called Veteran Outdoors. Okay. And I had a an encounter with God down there. It was an absolutely amazing experience. Mm Hmm. Um. I guess the the kind of the catalyst for it was being down there and doing the hunt and just hitting it off with these guys that were not in the military. Yeah. Um, one of the guys was a former Marine, but the rest of them were, you know, just civilian guys who wanted to do something for veterans. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I was able to hit it off with these guys because we had the common, um, not goal, I guess, but you know, this common like mindedness, I guess a better way of putting it of hunting and you know, that kind of thing. I was really kind of surprised how I hit it off with him. Cause normally with civilians, you know, being a military guy, you don't always hit it off unless you've got some kind of common ground.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, I understand
2: that. So I was down there and I just, man, I really, something just struck me about the way and what they were doing for everybody. And I was just kind of okay. blown away. But while I was there, I felt like God had kind of told me, it was like, I want you to do this, but I want you to do it with archery. Okay. Um, and I, and I love archery. I do my, first love is motorcycles to be perfectly honest like i would be a motorcycle i would race motorcycles in a heartbeat if that's if i could do anything mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so it was interesting that god had kind of chose archery like hey this is this is it this is what i want you to do um and to be honest it didn't happen right away i came home and i sat on it for a couple months and prayed about it and then man the the way it kind of started out is that the first person i told was my wife and she was like absolutely not you're not doing that, and I and my wife knows me better than anybody, so she knew exactly what she was talking about at the time. Okay, so I kind of shut that down, put it in the back of my mind, and I run across a couple people, and I kind of throw out the idea. and Guys are like, "Man, that's a great idea! That's a great idea! It's a mm-hmm. great idea!" Um, and then the pastor of my church one day called me out of the blue. He and I weren't necessarily close friends, but I knew him, so him to call me was a little unusual. He's like, hey, man, I think you should buy this bow shop. I had never told anybody that I was thinking about buying a bow shop. Okay. Um, so I thought that was a little bit interesting. So I called him. And he, so I called him back, and I said, hey, man, let's sit down and talk. And he says, okay. So I sit down with him talking. I was like, where would you get this idea about me buying the bow shop? And it was a specific bow shop in Clarksville, Tennessee. And uh he's like, I don't know, man. He goes, something just told me to call you and tell you you should buy this place. Yeah. Well, I had thought about it prior to my retirement about buying that place. I decided not to still think that's a great idea that I didn't. Um, Mm -hmm. I like my free time. So, but, um, what it did is it started a conversation into what I was thinking about doing with the veteran archery project or the vision that God gave me for the veteran archery project. Okay. And he was like, I absolutely love it, man. He goes, I want to be a part of this. And the pastor of the church was a big bow hunter. He loves shooting bow. Okay. And, uh, He was kind of the catalyst that really was that last little bump that I needed. And he goes, I will be and support this in any way that I can. Um, And actually, he ended up, he was one of the board of directors uh, for the Veteran Archery Project. And then i have got another guy down in Florida. He was a former military guy um, who's also on the board of directors. But those two guys were like wildly encouraging to kind of help push forward on this. Okay. But I told I told Pastor Bo, I said, hey, man, I was like, I can't do this, though, without my wife. And I was like, and she shut me down about two months ago. So I prayed about it, and I went back to her, and I said, babe, I was like, I really think we ought to do this this nonprofit." At the time, we didn't even have a name yet. Okay. And uh, she did not hesitate, and she was like, yeah, I think we need to do it. And I was like, where did that come from? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, I feel like God told me. This is what you need to do. I think a big part of it was that she knew that I was getting ready to retire mm-hmm. and I needed a purpose. I needed something to do because I think she saw the uneasiness of my retirement coming. I think she saw it. Yeah. So she knew I needed something. And I told her I, I truly believe that this was inspired by God. And there you'll never change my mind about it because of the way people have come in and have supported me. In ways that are a little bit difficult to explain, and these two guys, I man, are mm-hmm. they're my go-to guys. You know, I kind of threw it out to Luke one day, and I said, "Hey, man, here's what I'm thinking." After I decided this is what I was going to do, he was the very next person I told, and he was like, "I'm in." He didn't hesitate, and I was like, "Man, how cool is that?" He didn't hesitate. Yeah, super busy guy. He's still active duty, mm-hmm. um, married. You know, his wife is pregnant, and he tells me, "Yeah, I'll do it." No hesitation whatsoever, and I was like, "Man, that's super cool." And then, you know, Chris and I are, are close and I trust him and his, just how much he loves God. And yeah. he was a guy where I'm like, man, I need another guy. I need two guys that I can get really truly help me. And I came to Chris and I said, hey, man, are you interested in shooting bow? And he's like, I've never shot bow before. I'm like, that's not what I asked. I was like, hey, are you interested in shooting bow? And he was like, yeah. So we got him a little dinky bow and got him started man and he fell in love with it immediately And he hasn't put his bow down since nope. that's awesome
0: so then how long you've been shooting that chris uh this is my first year really yeah. oh wow that's great that's great it's, it's, it's always nice to get somebody fresh the fresh perspective how is it how has archery really changed everything over the last 12 months oh man it's
3: uh it's been a big game changer coming from where i come from um <laughs> i got three kids married and so it's says uh, you know, work and come home, but this this is uh, it's it's a freedom, it's it's a freedom. It's you get to find yourself, and and to be around a, a bunch of good guys is mm-hmm. you can't beat it.
0: Yeah, I that that's that's great, man. I love to to hear that perspective. I've been shooting archery now for six seven years now, and that uh, I wanted to from my my come to my. You know, not going say coming to Jesus when it come, but it was changing my passion from going from gun hunting to archery is I want a little more of a challenge, but I wanted to spend more times in the wood because I felt that it helped my mental capabilities, my mental health to become more refreshed. I felt like a better human after I spent a few days or a few hours out in the woods or even then I just kind of went from there and it's like, it was kind of like it was, I don't know what drew me to it, but like Joe Rogan inspired me to do it. And then I, then I started getting behind the ball started going to traveling all around like before I bought my first bow I shot at like five or six different archery spots because not everybody's gonna have all the bows that you want to mm-hmm. try out so that's what I did and I had just had some really good experiences and I settled on a Hoyt and I never looked back since and it's it's something about it that just like creates a camaraderie because we're all here we don't we're not we're competitive to a point we're we just like getting out and having fun yeah because because our day-to-day lives can be quite competitive yeah. in itself because oh, we sure. have our day-to-day stresses but for us, when we get behind that bone, we draw that back. It's just us that are inside of our mind. Yep. And it's where everything just kind of fades away because we've all been in situations where we've uh, slapped ourselves in the wrist because we weren't paying attention, mm-hmm. clocked ourselves in the jaw because I was talking to uh, uh, Mike, the, the treasurer of the, the club here. And I was telling him there's been times where I'm drawn back and I'm not paying attention. I hit the trigger, clock myself right in the face. <laughs> yep. I cut blood. I, I, it's 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 funny, but it hurts. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> so then uh, Luke so you since you you have a long time history for him so like when he came to you with this idea what was like your like like you just what was your uh, what what put your foot down let's, let's just just drive forward and do it Uh well so we
1: had deployed together and we worked together and mm-hmm. all that for quite for quite a while and and I trust I I consider him a brother yeah and trust his judgment and I saw the determination Mm-hmm. And and I heard like this is this is what was happening in his voice, and in his mannerisms. And I said, you know what, I'm in. Mm-hmm. That's really all it took. That's that's so, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I heard it, saw it, and I said, I'll learn along the way, and absolutely, I'll support.
5: The Tetra was the first site that we introduced the Infinite Adjust system on the front end. With previous sights, we had what we call a hopscotch or plug-and-play type of scope housing where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame to find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the Infinite Adjust system. So now, when you sight in your 20-yard mark, you can really fine-tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel. Getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on. The Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape and that's to the yard A couple other key features of the tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision but one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the tetra so now you have a brighter larger scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure The Tetra is available in a fixed frame bracket with with three different mounting locations, as well as a dovetail or tournament edition. uh, So you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is uh, away from your bow. And the Tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes. You get an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarter, as well as a new four pin multiple pin head. All the heads are interchangeable. All the tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhasports.com.
2: What wow, makes you feel better? I'm still
0: learning on the way. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. So <laughs> now, now getting uh, coming back to you there, mm-hmm. David. And so then, did you decide on getting the bow shop then, or did you decide to take the the bow inspiration, the bow shop inspiration, and roll it into the bar, the veteran archery project? So
2: yeah, the the. The bow shop thing was just something I had never told anybody but my wife. So that was just the catalyst to kind of, I felt like God had kind of spoke to Pastor Bo to kind of say mm-hmm. something to me about mm-hmm. it. Cause he was like, man, he goes, I don't know. He goes, I just felt like God was kind of leading me to say something to you about it. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was kind of interesting. At that point, I knew I was not going to buy the bow shop. I had decided the year before that that's not the route I wanted to go. Okay. Um, so I, I didn't buy the bow shop. I still go into that bow shop from time to time they're still open but Mm -hmm. um it's just not something that i wanted to do it that was just the catalyst to get me to sit down with him and and tell him my idea yeah because like i said by this point i had told two people my wife and one other guy yeah and my wife shut me down immediately and the other guy was like i think this is fantastic so for him and and again i sat on it for another couple months Mm -hmm. uh, before he said something to me and that was kind of the catalyst to like okay let's rethink this Now, if I've got, you know, a guy that's responsible for a church telling me, hey, this is a good idea, I was like, okay, maybe this is a good idea. Mm -hmm. And he's a man of God and I trust him. Yeah. You know, so I was like, okay, maybe this is a good idea. Um, so that's that's kind of what turned the corner for me to actually take the step forward. Yeah. And then start asking more questions. It's almost like doing market research, sort of. Mm -hmm. I just started every archer that I knew, I started saying, Hey man, what do you think about starting a nonprofit organization that takes veterans out to Mm -hmm. shoot bow. Mm -hmm. We get together once a month and just shoot and hang out and build that camaraderie. We take these on, you know, bow fishing trips, um, hunting trips. Obviously that stuff's kind of further down the road, but that was what kind of came to mind. Yeah. And to be perfectly honest, it's not about shooting bow. It's not about, you know, bow fishing excursions. It's not Mm -hmm. about hunting. Mm -hmm. It's about, being around like-minded people Mm -hmm. and getting some of us veterans out of some dark places to be perfectly honest. It's getting us off of our couches Mm -hmm. it's getting away from the medications that we're on. It's getting away from the alcohol. It's giving us something else to do and focus on. And I think, you know, Chris, forgive me if I'm stepping out of bounds here, but I mean, I, I think for you, had you had that years ago, man, I think that would have been something that would have helped you out.
3: No, I wish, I wish it was. I think about that all the time. Um, and I, and I get to see it, you know, out at these events and stuff, there's just, you could see there's, there's brokenness, there's sadness, Mm -hmm. people are alone. Then they're dealing with something, drugs, alcohol, something. And, uh, I think that's the biggest passion about doing this is because that's a place that I came from for many years. And, Mm -hmm. uh, Doing this, it's, I just look back and it's, I'm um, in
0: awe. Yeah. Cause this wasn't in my cards. <laughs> yeah. Just years ago. So I know what you, I know what you mean when it comes back. Cause like uh, about t- oh, 13, 14 years ago, I, uh, I lost my son in a car accident. And so I turned to drugs and I turned and I came into a junkyard. Pretty much any drug out there, I did it cause it was like self medicating, but not actually healing. But then I just, something that God put into me that decided me to quit cold turkey. And went through, okay. and I've been clean for fourteen years now. Come this past May, That's so annoying. it's it's just really one day at a time when it went in perspective. But what really helped me get out of that shell, get out of that funk, was what a talking to people that have been in, in similar situations like that. But also getting out, like for me, my like what really pulled me out of my shell and getting out of my funk was paintball. It Was being outside, being in the sun, yeah. and being in the Arizona. So it's like it's just like it helped me out. And so I get the why, like I understand why when when you find that one outlet that helps you just wash away that stress and anxiety of society in the world It just you just gravitate to it and then like you you find that passion that you never thought you would ever find yeah. and then that just uh it just, it, um, radiates from you and so a couple of years ago i started working for a company here in, in wisconsin it's called lhi now their whole thing is they got involved with the military so they help with the health Branch program so if you're getting ready to get employment or coming back mhas pha all like that We're there to help you out. We also help with MAPS too. So it's like if you're getting joined the services, we're there to help make sure they get ready for, make sure everything keeps moving forward. And now we work with veterans too as well. We've been doing that for 10 years. So and I've been with the company for four. And so it's been nice. And then I I kind of been started, told my wife here, girlfriend at the time, that I want to get podcasting. Like almost two years went by before I actually started making actual moves to actually getting more of the podcast gear going. So Because I wanted to learn. One, to pay attention to other people that are better than me. So this way, then, when I develop a product, it's going to actually ha- be pleasant to the ears. Yeah. And then it's just been growing ever since. And then Travis Ragstad, he put my name into Chris's head. And then last year, Fourth of July, I got invited up to the um, shoot. But I was only going there to meet up with Brian Austin, John Dove. They were here yesterday. Were part of the, the Beast Mode Archery Challenge. Mm-hmm. And but it happened. Chris happened to be there by fate. And we just hit it off, and I think our connection with love and God and archery just kind of worked out in our benefit. So it's like, I like using this phrase, like keep on building our spider web even yeah. bigger.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's super cool, man. It's amazing what God does, man.
0: You know, it's, it's 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 funny that you're exactly right because one of my biggest experiences with God was I was I was homeless in 2008 when everything went to when everything went just down. I was in Oregon, sitting on the side of the road. It was nasty. It was rainy outside, but I just prayed to God, it's like, hey, can I can I get some, some sunlight to warm up? And this patch of clouds opened up like it kinda of just it just kinda of floated over with me. But that entire day, it's like that it followed me to wherever I went. It was just it was really heartwarming because the odd thing was that happened the night before as I was I camped out on somebody's um out the middle of the field there. I got permission to set camp out, set up my tent there. And it was—I don't know if anybody's had experience where you have like good and evil fighting with you in your tent, but that's what happened to me. I was like literally sitting there reading my Bible, put my sh- shut off my headlamp, I'm laying there, I look up there, I see white and dark like swashes going back and forth, and it was the most profound thing I've ever felt like. It's wow. like, I've really felt like the, the 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 embrace that that there was angels watching over me. Incredible, man. Yeah, oh. goosebumps. Yeah, goosebumps. Awesome. Yeah. Literally goosebumps right now. So good, man. Yeah. So, now, um, so what is the concept behind the veterinary project? Is that, is that going to be just building people up then or what's the what's – the? Yeah, for
2: the most part. Okay. So, so I, I'll tell a little bit of a story here. So, I've been retired for about eight months. Um, yeah. But I knew – so, I did 23 years. My plan was to do 24. Okay. Um, I tore up for my vertebrae pretty bad just from wear and tear over the years and had a, an accident in Iraq. Um, kind of started, my back didn't kind of jack up and then I broke my neck in halo school. So, okay. um, I didn't know it. I didn't know that it broke my neck and it healed wrong. Okay. okay. You know, I had a creak in my neck or something, but at any rate it later on, years later started causing problems and mm-hmm. numbness and paralysis in my arms and my lower back was just completely blown out. Yeah. Um, so the army finally got to the point where it was like, look, you're done We're we're going to medically retire you. I knew a year out that that was coming. So I was like, okay, got it. Let's I'm going to process this thing. So, you know, you go through all the appointments, they do all your stuff. And then it finally came the day where they were like, okay, you're no longer fit enough to be in the army. Mm-hmm. And even though I knew it was coming, it was, it was a shock for some reason. Yeah. I was way more emotional than I thought I would be. I had, I don't want to say trouble dealing with it, but it took me a minute.
4: And Mm -hmm. I knew, and I knew it was coming. Yeah.
2: Then I get to the part where I'm, I retire and then I'm out of the army. And again, I knew a year out, so it's not like it was a big surprise. Mm -hmm. I knew, and I was prepared for it. Get out of the army. The first day I'm out of the army and I get emotional about it. And I was Mm -hmm. like, man, who am I? Like, I, I didn't know exactly.
6: We're at the 2020 ATA show at a Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we use with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay? Those compress, and then the broadhead opens. Roll those blades up, and then it's a click, and another click on the other side. It's completely set in, will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free. Solid containment, 100% deployment every time. So we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time. So that's what's new for VIP this year.
2: Who I was anymore, what my purpose. I know who I was. I'm a mm-hmm. man of God. I'm a follower mm-hmm. of Christ. Mm-hmm. I knew that but man, what's my purpose? Yeah. You know, other than sharing the gospel, like now, what is my purpose to, you know, to go about my daily business? And I, what was crazy to me is like, if I was prepared for that and still struggled with it, Mm -hmm. how do these other guys feel who are told, Hey, you're out of the army and six months later, they're gone or in the Navy and they get hurt and they're like, all right, you're out of here. It's gotta be a shock to guys. And Mm And I know some of the things that we've seen and some of the things that we've done in combat, we're not, designed and created to do and see there's no doubt in my mind we were not created to kill each other so when we do those things to one another as human beings it takes a toll on us. it it has to Mm -hmm. we just don't like admitting it right yes we watch all the war movies and everybody's tough guys in the war movies so i have to be a tough guy we just don't admit to those wounds
4: Mm -hmm.
2: then when you're out of the army now all of a sudden you don't have those buddies around you like you used to I'm very blessed my wife and I decided to when I retired um, we moved a little bit outside of where the base was at but we're still relatively close to Fort Campbell. Okay. Um So I still get some of that around me like Luke's still active duty so I get to hang out with him quite a bit and, and stuff like that but I don't know man I just really God gave me a heart for guys that are transitioning out of the military, mm-hmm. and there are guys that are active duty that are struggling as well and You know, I just wanted Well, God put on my heart to do something for those guys. One of the things that I think about all the time is, is, you know, these guys go to counseling. They get whatever counseling or help that they need. Mm -hmm. They do better, but then they're sent off to their own devices. Yeah. So now what? Well, hey, come out and shoot with us, man. I'll give you something to do and uh, get you off the couch, get you something healthy to do. Yeah. just get you outside moving it's like you said I mean, we were created i think to be outside to be closer to god we're not mm-hmm. meant to necessarily be indoors you know god created eve or not eve but uh, the garden of eden mm-hmm. you know outside closer to god and i think that's where we belong when we shelter ourselves inside buildings and stuff I mean, we, i think in some ways separate ourselves from the way god created us to be i think that's yeah. why men when we get outside man we just feel good yes we breathe the air you get in the woods it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what you're doing They can mow mm-hmm. grass out in the middle of the woods and just feel <laughs> awesome like throw yeah. rocks at trees i don't know anything you just feel mm-hmm. good um so when god kind of gave me that and softened my heart to, to veterans and stuff that's what i now want to do man i just want to get guys that are struggling with life struggling with the transition struggling with Whatever it is, hey, just come out and shoot with us, and then, man, let's see what God does. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily try to beat anybody with the Bible, man, because I, yeah, I don't want just Christians showing up. I want everybody showing up, and I think we just truly reflect who Christ is. Yeah. That's sharing the gospel with people. We don't have to beat them with a the Bible necessarily. We just love on them, man. Mm-hmm. It's not like seeing Kumbaya around the campfire type, you know, yeah. Ned Flanders type stuff, but yeah. I mean— we can be strong men and be followers of Christ, and that's yeah. what I hope that we're
0: reflecting to others. And sometimes uh, a good lesson can be left unsaid because it's just it's through the action that people see, like honor and, and trust and and encouragement. What's essentially what like, some of those key aspects come from the Bible, mm-hmm. and by instructing those and passing it on to other individuals, it helps them recognize that strength themselves. Yeah, because it's like you're 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 shining life light on them. And now it's like the lights opening up darkness that they didn't yes. realize was there, but Absolutely. also showing like showing light to what their strengths are. Yeah. Like I'm sure Luke, what are some of your best strengths to like what what God has brought up for you and put, putting you in place with Mark? Uh, it'd probably be
1: better to ask Dave that. Dave, That's um, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know I love God and I love so. What I, what I was thinking about as you guys were talking is how. When veterans will leave, or someone who's experienced something traumatic will leave, they're when they're by themselves, they tend to internalize it mm-hmm. and not project what they're actually feeling out. And so, one of the goals I think is to get get those guys out of their bubble. And once they're out of their bubble, showing me be like, "Hey, man, it's going to be okay. Like, you can get out of that." Whatever the thing is, we're out of that pain, Yeah, you know, and then show them that a little bit of happiness uh, as far as skills go. I don't know. God's given me a few, but um, we're just here to glorify him.
0: Fair enough. And so now you, you plan retiring out of the military or you, you still got a few more years left? So what's I your plan? I have
1: one year left. Okay. And so I left the team, uh, our special forces team um, a couple of years ago. because I wanted to get to know my family. And yeah. I wanted time to start preparing the transition. Okay. Uh, and so I moved over to a planning detachment, and that's given me a lot more free time to um, basically focus for the next chapter. And so I retire next year.
0: Congratulations! Then, Thank how many years of service did you? Service? One. Did you uh, It'll be twenty-one. Twenty-one. Wow, that's that's yeah. an impressive uh, career mark right there. <laughs> so then, what will be your next career? What will be your second career?
1: Uh, well, I'm still open, still waiting on guidance. Um, currently, I'm looking. I'm developing a survival and excursion company, um, and mm-hmm. I'm also working with a disaster relief agency, Aero Recovery Group, for the Caribbean. So okay, we go very in cool. After the storms, go in and help people out.
0: We we'll have to get you in touch with some of the guys from Fieldcraft Survival because over the last six months, I've had a chance to hook up with Rich Graham, Eddie uh, Petty Eddie Penny, Eddie, Eddie Penny um, Tony Blower uh austin lesser they're all part of have some sort of connection to that uh, fit right there but that'd be great inspiration for you to get in touch with so this way then you can you can either fit in with them or go from there so it's like i've had some really pleasant experiences with those guys they're all well-rounded and stuff like that And there's something they could probably put you in with them too because uh dan glover is just something else he's one gentleman i haven't had a chance to have a conversation with (laughs) absolutely i'm not scared to learn from new experiences and meet new people Because, so. uh, Austin Lesser, I had him on my podcast. He's, he's, I think he's like five or six episodes or no, I think like 11 or 12 episodes ago, but you might like them because him and I, he's a survivalist and he's a mountain rescue out there in Utah, but he may have somebody that can put you in touch with somebody. I'd love it. Yeah. And, uh, have you guys ever encountered Raul Martinez Jr.? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's a, a ex military police officer, but he's part of Fieldcraft survival as well. That guy's awesome to talk, to, especially when you want to break down philosophy. If you really want to get into his, into his, uh, um insights, talk about that because it's like he he just him and I conversate every once in a while on Instagram, but he's always a busy man, but he's always full of inspiration because I use a lot of his drills for um um not CQB but for firearms and stuff like that too. So Chris man, you've been kind of quiet here. So let's bring you into the <laughs> light here, man. So you you're you're a firefighter, correct? Yes, I was. Was? Okay. Yeah. So what's your next career? What do you uh, think I got you a
3: construction business now?
0: Congratulations on it. Is this yeah. something you created?
3: Uh yeah. I've been doing it. I've been doing construction pretty much my whole whole life, and then uh, yeah. I took a break because I didn't want to do it anymore to to be a firefighter, and then just fire season was slow. Someone wanted a deck, and just returned right back to it. So
0: you know, it's it's funny how things will circle back around you because it's like I I remember thought I was being this involved with the different types of veteran organizations, but then. My uh, wife uh, introduced me to his, to my mo- now mother-in-law, and she put me into. She, she runs the uh, Goodwill organization down there in Illinois, but she does a lot of focus on veterans and getting them help that they need for whether to be sitting in front of a dentist, a lawyer. She uses what they call the Stand Down Project. And you guys are already familiar with Stand Down, so. But what it is is that she talks to uh, veterans and brings them in to get them, get them prepared for that coming winter. But it's, but what, I, what I'm getting at though is like how. My life has always been around revolving around veterans and look at you, you are God puts you back in a position from being a firefighter and to be a carpenter, being like Jesus, being being a carpenter, you know? Yeah. it's just amazing feeling. So now you how how big is your crew right now?
3: Uh five guys.
0: That's impressive. Yeah. You know, it's it, and it's good to it's it's difficult to find five quality people to rely on to show up every single day. Oh, yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've done construction work with uh, temp, temp agencies. One, it's like when when there wasn't work, that's where I went to. So I got to like, get a chance to work with demolition and uh, restoration and stuff like that. So it's like it's always a fun tool to have in your tool bag. To have, but then it's also it's like it as a con- contractor, everything's uh, open. Everything's point. Everything's open list. There's no clothes to it. You keep on going everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you, so you have three kids, correct? Yep, three kids. So now when are you gonna get them into archery? uh
3: we actually dave dave uh gave me a bow for my oldest son he's seven Mm -hmm. and uh he's 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 in the jujitsu and stuff right now so but he does he keeps asking every time we leave out on a on these little excursions, he's always. When do I get to go? When do I get to go? So we'll bring
0: him in. He'll be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> exciting because it's like you know, like, capturing that youth and getting him involved with that. It just, it just, it just likes to transfer everybody here. When I was talking with uh my uh Mike Bowen, he we he, were so we're only, we're only like twenty minutes away from Stevens Point UW, and so it's like I gave him the inspiration, like finding kids that if you want to get bridge that gap from eighteen to twenty five. They start figuring out how can you get kids to come you – know, or college-age guys to come on out here and college-age women to come out here. What can you do? And so I gave him some spitball with himself this way. Hopefully, you can create that, but that's – it's a fantastic way because if you can get him interested in it, because Jiu-Jitsu is addicting. It's like it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Then you get then you get introduced archery for it. It's mm-hmm. like you got yourself a Jocko of Link coming right up, coming <laughs> yeah. right up you know? <laughs> yeah. awesome.
3: We would like to just take a second to help you make the final decision on your new Kydex holster. We The People offers all-American-made holsters designed for everyday carry. Whether it's inside the waistband or outside, these holsters are made with quality and don't break your bank like other high-end holster companies. And plus, they offer... Free shipping on all orders in the USA. So go have a look, and while you're at it, check out what else they have to offer. Merch link in bio.
0: because something about these particular sports is—it's just all about discipline. Because mm-hmm. you have to manage your time. And that's the biggest thing, especially when you throw kids in the mix, a wife, travel, career. It's like it's all about that discipline. That's what's what, what is uh, so popular about it. So, um, so your guys' focus, your mission, then will eventually as as things as things um, grow, spiral out. We're going to be able to start bringing veterans on to do hunts and such. That's what yeah, I'm gathering. That's,
2: that's kind of the goal. I'm hoping to actually kind of do it this year. It wasn't part of the original goal. The original goal was just to do and one 3D shoot, and that was the Total Archer Challenge in Belvedere, Tennessee, so the southeast. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to it a couple of years before, and you know the we started the nonprofit. Uh, we're not officially a nonprofit yet, but we have the paperwork in and waiting to. Get yep. that approval. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I just want to preface that we're working on it. Um, but um, man, the middle of May. So it's been a little more than a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, my goal <clears throat> was if I could take one guy to Total Archery Challenge Southeast, even if I have to pay for it myself, that was success for mm-hmm. the year. Mm-hmm. And man, we have done way better than that, which has been awesome. Um, so my kind of like two to three year goal was potentially getting into some kind of hunting. But I've ran across so many people who just want to help veterans. They just want to be a part of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to end up taking a couple guys out this year. And it's probably going to be local in Tennessee, Tennessee closer mm-hmm. to where I'm at. But we know some guys that own land and stuff out, you know, a little bit outside of Fort Campbell. Yeah. Um, and it's not going to be anything crazy. It's just get them out into the woods and teach them how to hunt. Yeah. And it'll be, you know, whitetail. So,
4: mm-hmm.
2: which is always fun. And there's so many whitetail out there, <clears throat> excuse me, in Tennessee, in the area we're at. It, I think it'll be a good experience for those guys. Someday I would love to get to the point where we could take guys to, on outfitter hunts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. that's years down the road, I'm, I would
4: imagine.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, Chad's a good asset for that because he usually, he's uh, he's got a spot open for a veteran mm-hmm. hunt coming up. And then uh, there's also the desktop project with mm-hmm. Tyson. Here. Have you guys yep. got a chance to shoot with Tyson yet? We didn't get to shoot with him, but I spoke with him and uh, spoke with him on the phone two or
2: three weeks ago it was the first time I met him. Chris mm-hmm. actually put you guys in touch with us. us yeah. Together. So I was yeah. going to
0: say, if you didn't, I'm going to yeah. do it. <laughs> and
2: I, and I absolutely, I, oh, I like within a day, I had a couple of Marines that had reached out and saying, Hey, I want to get back into archery. I've got this old bow. And at the time, you know, our resources are very limited. You know, we don't have a lot of money. And I was like, there's nothing that I can do for you. However, I met a guy. I want to put you in contact with him. So I had them reach out to uh, Tyson. Yeah. And he's working on building bows for him and sending them out. So then I told Tyson, I said, hey, man, let me know when they're ready. I'll pay for the shipping. Like, our organization will pay for the shipping to get those to those two Marines, one of them in South Carolina and one of them in Pennsylvania. I think
0: that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So I
2: thought that was super cool. I just felt bad that we couldn't help them, but the way. Man, the network works with people. You know, it was instantaneous. I found somebody that was able to help us, but I didn't find them. You know, through Chris, find this guy that can help. And it just is phenomenal the way God has brought us the exact people and exact resources we need for the exact moment
4: that we need it.
0: It's, it's just it's, it's astounding because, like today, it's like we, or this week when we came up here, it just kind of worked out because they didn't bring their truck like you normally know does and they didn't bring his trailer like you normally does. Well, it just happened to work out. Like, we we travel to my in-laws. We go right by Denver. So it's like he has six bows he had to take down with him. So we got three of them. We got the other three of them. But there were supposed to be even more bows than this because I told um, uh, Brian and John Dove for the BMAC games, for those guys who... To about, they fell in love with the whole idea, so they're going to bring five or six That's bows cool. and stuff like that. So I told him, I was like we well, don't. You know, we'll figure out a way to make sure these get into his hands and they get into somebody else's hands." Because I know, like my wife and I, we're, we're, as were we've been upgrading, we've been giving, getting rid of gear and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and we we just donate to him. Like I gave That's some. Cool. I have a friend of mine that started his uh has a similar passion for him. It's called Downrange Outdoors out of, out of Northern Iowa, and he wants his whole thing is bringing veterans out there. Well, I donated a bunch of gear to him last uh, May and this this past um, spring I sat down with the guy that received all the gifts that I gave him and it's like I gave him new boots I gave his yeah, cool. backpack and it's just like it's it's, got, it's good to see that that you have a return mm-hmm. on that investment because it's like those that, that gear treated me well. Now it's going to treat him well and he yeah, says it's like good. he's been able to get hunting last year um, this fall. So like his podcast is uh, Chris Dietz and him and I go back home for 12 over 20 years. We haven't we actually haven't seen each other until this past spring. That's cool. So it's amazing how Chris has a very valid, a very powerful, um, contribute for all of this. But it's like it's all channeled. It's like it's like it's God. Like has uh, shows him these people, and he's yeah. like, "I got a person for you, person for you, person for you." It, yeah, he yeah, <laughs> absolutely does. Because every time I talk to him, like
2: whether it's five minutes ago and I come over and talk to him, again, he's like, "Hey, man, have I told you about this guy?" And I'm like, "No." And then just another person to make a connection with. I'm like, "This is absolutely uh-huh. incredible." His mind is. It's up here, like strategic level thinking and yeah. like how he can connect people and do this and do that. And, you know, what an amazing human being and a great resource. Yes. He's like, man, use me. He's like, call me anytime you want. You need something. We've been through this. We've done this. Mm-hmm. Let me know. So it's it's a peace of mind for the three of us to be like, all right, we got somebody we can call. If we get in uh-huh. trouble or <laughs> we get in over our heads, we can call, you know. So, yeah, and ask for that, yeah, that yeah, hand. Yeah, it. yeah. Because a lot of times, these guys are like, what's next? I'm like, I don't know. Literally. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, guys, what's next? And they're like, I don't know. So, yeah, it's it's been interesting. But trying to figure out what the next thing is.
0: There you go. The nice thing is there's a lot of inspirations out there to find out where they all started with, too. Like, I had um, a gentleman on my podcast. His name was Kenny. Oh, what was your last name, Kenny? It's like I have you on... Um, but anyways, he came on my podcast, and it's like the title of it is called "The Broken Fix the Broken." And what ended up happening with him is that uh, he had a bad injury with his knees, so amputated both of his legs off. But Randy Couture, the UFC fighter, heard about a story and cut him a check to help him offset the costs and stuff like that. But now it's like uh, through the grace of God, Kenny's been able to. Placed up there in maine helping guide bear hunt stuff like that they just bought 56 acres this past year one. they're putting people on bear and whitetail and then hopefully people get drawn for moose because moose is quite prevalent up in maine yeah. it's kind of underrated you just don't really think of it but moose there's lots of moose over that area so it's like uh um, when i had a forgotten trail unforgotten or forgotten trails on the, on my podcast they're already been playing for. they're like, like yeah, they knew where cool. my mind was going with yeah. what i brought it up so you know, it's it's just quite remarkable how everything's going, and especially with the conservation over the last years, it's like everything's really opening up for people mm-hmm. to travel across and get other things here. So, like even coming to Wisconsin, if you want to get a whitetail tag, it's one hundred and sixty bucks. That's oh, it. Wow. Yeah, that's fairly cheap. You go to yeah. Iowa; it's, you're looking at a thousand dollars just to get here and everything else. You yeah, have to put yeah. points in. Then uh, Illinois, six hundred dollars for a tag. So but like, uh, yeah. even Nebraska is not. You, you can get a, a, a archery tag. For mule deer and whitetail in Nebraska for two hundred and like fifty six bucks, something like that. That is ridiculously cheap, and there's just so much public land out there. So it's, it's like day. it's like it's it's amazing how the conservation of our fathers and our grandfathers have really paid off. Yeah, because now we're literally living in the golden age of hunting. Yeah, back before Civil War ended. That's pretty amazing. That <laughs> yeah, is. And so I'm really excited for you guys' next move. So uh, since now we have you got, we got a connection with Chris, you got mm-hmm. a connection with Tyson. So now we just got to figure out, like, we get keep moving forward. So what, what do you want the audience to help you guys out with? Man, so one of the goals I had for next year, which we were kind of thought maybe
2: we'd be able to do this year, was raise enough money to get a couple guys out to Big Sky, Montana for the Total Archery Challenge.
0: Oh, that would be epic.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's still going to be a next year goal. Um, okay. We're going to shelf that just because of resources. And, you know, it, it costs so much money to go out there. It was absolutely astronomical when I – Like, all right, how much is it going to cost to take four guys out there? Plane tickets, um, stay out there, get you know, uh, rental vehicle to get to and from. Mm -hmm. Man, it was astronomical. So I was like, ah, let's just wait on that one. Yeah. So really, for us in in July, there's a local shoot um, called Buck Hollow. It's Mm an archery club like this in Tennessee, Mm -hmm. and they're putting on basically an open shoot. So we're going to come out and shoot that. And those are pretty awesome because it's like here, it's fifteen dollars to come out and shoot you know, 30 mm-hmm. or 40 targets mm-hmm. come out on Sunday. You can do the same thing. So um, we definitely try to support those local groups. But I also have a friend of mine who has a, a flat bottom uh, fishing boat. Okay. And he is offered to come up for a weekend. He's about probably about two and a half hours south of mm-hmm. us, so about an hour south of Nashville. Um, so he he wants to come up for a weekend and just go out on the – lake and river and we and have some guys bow fish so i think that's we're going to try that for two weekends and then we've got that buck hollow open shoot so that's for july august we're going to do the reinhardt 100 and i cannot think of the name of the town but it's in kentucky
4: mm-hmm.
2: um oh my gosh sorry. guess who that is <laughs> oh that your wife that is my wife
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is quite all right so that's a good future plan. Yeah. So then, then, so is he? Is like, is it uh, somebody donating? I'm assuming he's donating the gas and the time for the, the shoot. So how is that going to help you raise so, money? So what I was going to try to do is, he's he offered to come up, and then I told him I would pay for the
2: gas for the boat while he's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then of course I have a, not to say of course, we're going to have to rent equipment for the bow fishing rigs. We just don't. I have one, um, but there's a local bow shop that used to run guides. Okay. They're a little bit expensive, so we're trying to find a little bit cheaper route. But yeah. Um yeah, that's what I offered him. I was like, hey, we'll pay for your gas if we come up. And he he has donated his time and said he would pay for the gas. But I just feel like if he's doing that out of the goodness and kindness of set his heart, I would like to do something to help him out. So mm-hmm. um, not that it's a super long drive, but I just I feel like it's the right thing to do, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, I completely understand that. Yeah.
2: Um, let's see, and then I'm hoping in September on Labor Day weekend we're going to come back up here to Wisconsin and, and do the shoot in, I forget what town it is up here.
0: Well, this is, we have a map right here, so that looks like it's Channel Lakes Number Sixteen. Yeah. Yep. Now, yep. that, that, you guys are going to have fun. That's a beautiful course. I didn't shoot it said. last year, but it's like, that's what, that was actually, I met um Chris on 4th of July on the anniversary of his father's passing in Wapaka. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so it was quite, um... It just something about it, like God said, this is going to happen. Yeah. You just don't know it yet.
2: Yep. Yeah. It's usually how He does. He gives you a warning ahead of time. Doesn't really tell yeah. you what it is, but as uh-huh. long as you make yourself available and you you obey what He's nudging you to do, man, it always works out every single
0: time. god that right. Because like I, I had it, it was first of July. I Had it off. My wife had to work. I had nothing to do. I talked to Brian and John, and they said, "Hey, we're going to be up here shooting. You should come up here and record a podcast." All right, sweet. And then it just everything just opened up like out of the floodgates everything's yeah. worked out because here I am today yeah. you know it's like it's been a really fun ride and I think you guys have some really solid platforms to keep moving forward you know and the biggest thing is just constantly just like um, making yourselves known and getting yeah. out there and getting all that stuff out there yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you guys the nice thing is too it's like I have friends of mine that uh, work with uh, drop shipping, so if you guys wanted to have these shirts put in this place where you can go and order them, but you don't have to worry about having this print on demand. Oh, man, so this that, way, that, that it goes. would
2: be super helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: exactly. So this way somebody wants your shirt and support it. Well, then guess what? Then I can set. I can have a friend of mine teach somebody how to set up a store, and work it out, and stuff like that. And I, I think he'd be, be, be fantastic for because he's the the guy that created Bucks of America. Has he's developed the whole platform to teach people how to create online businesses? But I think he could. Points you in the right direction with people that can help you out and work on a design or whatever you want to do for, for networking and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then of course you yeah, get the wild, the powerful, the wide world of internet. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's great. Yeah. That's,
2: that's one of the things I think right now we're still kind of learning to do. I don't have Facebook. I've never had social media mm-hmm. and my wife's like, I think we need a Facebook. So I knew about, we've made a website, um, came up with a Facebook page. She runs that. And then, Man, back in the first weekend of May, we got an Instagram, which I still don't understand how that works. But my wife manages all of that. So yeah, I just found your Instagram page Oh, yeah, Did you? Out. Oh yeah, man, it's so. I like I said, I don't understand how all of it works, but she's she's got it enough. And mm-hmm. it, I think one of the weird things is you just I never know how much to post or what to post or what do we say or what do we do. And we only mm-hmm. do you know probably one event a month. Yeah. Um, as far as like getting the guys in local town, they come out to my farm and we just. We set up up to about a hundred yards and we go out there and goof off and my wife will take up pictures and we'll post that. But I think just learning how to use social media to get our name out there and get people to understand what it is that we're trying to do. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the challenge right now probably is just f- still
0: trying to figure it out <laughs> yeah that's not quite all right because the best part is there's folks around us that will be willing to help you out and such oh, yeah. with all it's that amazing i can you i'll i people. can uh, i'll get you in touch with a couple of people that i that i like i try to mirror my post with trying to develop the same content with higher quality and pictures but like i try to i've gotten really good at finding inspirational bible quotes that I just kind of like it fits for the moment what's yeah, going on in my head. That's cool. put it together. So, like, before I had you guys on, I wrote a post talking about the – how the generosity of these guys opened up the doors for everything like that and then finding out that this place has kind of been the proving ground for the last 30 years for HHA USA, right? Excuse me, HHA yeah. in sports. Mm-hmm. And it's quite um, – the history that is all in this neighborhood, like, you guys got to be here, like. I I didn't know that about this place, but being them getting to try out all their sites and their sliders and the oh, tetras cool. and all that stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. So cool. Well, I think we're right, we're right on right on schedule here. Is there anything else that we may have missed? Like Chris, if you want to say something, Luke, that that's something they that created. Okay. Another few years. You know? so I all got right one then.
2: thing, man. I just want to thank God and tell you two, thank you, man, for what you guys do. You took a huge chance on just. Being my buddy and sticking by me, man, it's been amazing. And Luke, I I, I want to tell a little story about Luke. (laughs) So Luke is a, oh man, I don't know how to explain this without getting a little strange for people to understand, but he's basically an an intelligence analyst, or he is right now in his career. So everything that I do and plan and say that I want to do, he analyzes. (laughs) Tears it apart and then tells me how many terrible things could happen or, hey, are you thinking about this? Are you thinking about that? And you need that guy, right? You need that guy Mm -hmm. to tear your plan apart so that you can make your plan better, right? Yes. Luke has been an amazing human being at doing, not tearing it apart, but asking the tough questions. Well, what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? And I have shut Luke down so many times. (laughs) He gets so frustrated with me because I'm like, Luke, I don't know. We'll deal with that later. Just, we'll let God handle it. And that's, and I just want to say, man, I, I truly appreciate your friendship and I appreciate me telling you know a lot and you stick by my side. Anyways, I know that's not easy. You are yeah. greatly appreciated. I just want you to know that, man. You, you're my brother, man. And I, sorry, i can emotional, man, because yeah. Luke and I have been through a little bit, man. We've mm-hmm. been in combat together and we've been shot at and nearly blown up together. So it's, it's, I don't know. I'm just grateful that he's got my back, even when I. It seems like I have got crazy stuff coming out of my head and out of my mouth. Yeah, but he sticks by me, and I'm grateful for that. And, and Chris, man, he is. He is out at my farm every time we shoot. Every time we have a event, he does not hesitate. Yeah, and this man has donated more money to this nonprofit than anybody.
3: Yeah, you can tithe wherever you want. God puts it on your heart. Don't yeah. have to go to your church. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather give it to to people helping people. Mm-hmm. Church he has, is all
2: right. He has almost single handedly <laughs> kept this thing alive for the last couple months, man. Because that's what he tells me. He goes, "Man, that you this organization, this is a my family's tithing, and it mm-hmm. has been absolutely phenomenal." And Chris, I, it's not about the money, man. It's about your obedience to God and you supporting what we're trying to do and you've been a huge mm-hmm. part of this man and i cannot imagine doing any of this without these two guys man mm-hmm. i can't and i'm just i'm grateful for god bringing them into this man mm-hmm. You know, i think about the the three-chord strand all the time man and these two are the i'm the frayed strand these two are the 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 tight strands that are still together holding me together man. yeah these guys are absolutely phenomenal there are days, man, when I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I call either one of them or I'll call them both at the same time. We'll text at the same time. And they're always supportive to what we're trying to do with the organization. And it's, it's been phenomenal. So I just thank you, Luke, and thank you, Chris, man. You guys are amazing warriors for God, man. Thank you. And thank you.
0: That is just beautiful. We're going to, we're going to end it right there. I can't top that. So <laughs> thank you. Guys. Thank you all three of you guys for making the track up. you believing in each other. And, and I, I'm really hoping that. To this, this, this project really blooms and just works out in everybody's favor, and really bringing people from the darkness into the light and helping those out. So, thank you, folks, for coming on. Yeah, you guys have a safe trip back to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, thank, so. you. thank you. You're you very time. welcome. For sure.